Good afternoon and welcome to episode one of Harbor Hawks Squawk Talk on Big Game Sports Radio powered by Firm Foundation Media. I'm Scott Squires and we're very excited and pleased to have our very first guest on the Harbor Hawks Squawk Talk podcast. This is Micah Brown. How are you doing this afternoon, Micah? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Oh, listen, man. Very excited to uh, to have this uh, opportunity to do this podcast with you and to partner with the Harbor Hawks, uh, one of the teams that are part of the uh, Maritime Football League. So I guess kind of where this is episode one, and we're just kind of getting to know each other and to know about uh, the team and, and yourself in particular. You know, maybe just uh, a little bit about yourself, uh, your football bra- background, a brief resume, as it were, and, uh, you know, where you've played ball and what you're doing now outside of the Harbor Hawks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm originally from Florida, and I've been playing football since I was six. I've played at pretty much every level you can name. I've played junior college ball in Mississippi, uh, which was made famous from the last chance you. I played at Auburn University. I played at Virginia University. played at D2 school in Virginia. played in the CFL. had a stint with the NFL. Um, played on the U.S. national team. Um, well, I played in Europe for the majority of my career. And what brought me back to Canada was my roots that I laid when I played at St. Mary's. Well, you've got connections to Atlantic University sport football through St. Mary's. You're now on the coaching staff with Gary Waterman down at St. Francis Xavier University. And we're talking about the Maritime Football League. You've also got uh, some connections there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, What can you tell us about your time playing in the Maritime Football League? Yeah, I played there uh, quite a few years ago. It was a transition. I I got... uh basically exited out of, uh, you know, the CIS football with the new rule change at that time, which is the current rule for the, the age limit. And I uh, was kind of in limbo, was kind of stuck, and I needed an opportunity to continue to play and develop my skills. And there was a men's team around and decided to join, me and a couple of other guys that are currently playing in the CFL, and, you know, just grew my skills and, you know, met some great contacts and great people and, and fostered that um, that relationship, and it grew into what it is today with so many individuals that are involved in the world of sports after their playing days although you are still playing but you look to get involved at other levels coaching again i mentioned that you're doing that with saint of x but to come back to what you're doing now with uh, the halifax harbor hawks it is their inaugural season first time around for this brand new team based out of halifax but uh, how did you get involved with the harbor hawks and what's your role what do you do with the team well, um, I wasn't supposed to play. I retired playing professionally. Actually, uh, this Sunday would be a year uh, that I retired from playing professionally, and I came back, and it was, you know, I did everything I felt I could as a player. Uh, out of 12 professional seasons, I won nine championships, uh, world championship, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, I wanted to be able to give back, and I wanted to be able to help uh, develop kids and uh, other athletes, and so I started a company called Battle X where I do exactly that. You know, I do appointment-based, and I train and develop athletes every level, any sport. It's more football-specific, when, when obviously, when you get into the football stuff, but um, just athletic development, skill development, just all of that. And then it kind of branched from that. I'd say maybe about two, two and a half years ago, I had the idea of starting my own team because um, – I wanted some things done the way I wanted it done, which I feel is the right way. 
and started thinking of like some people that, you know, would be able to share the same vision with me, started reaching out, you know, started going through a checklist on what I needed to do, how I needed to do it, when it needed to be done. And it just came out. I mean, this year we started putting together things for the Harbor Hawks since I'd say November, December, like officially. Um, and then I believe it was February that we actually, you know, mentioned to the league, like, hey, we're going to do this 100%. So this is where it's at now. So you are a part of the team. You've already played your first game. We'll get to that uh, first game recap, a, a successful first game for the Harbor Hawks. But maybe just a little bit about uh, some of the other teams in the league. Uh, three other teams uh, encompassing uh, the other two maritime provinces. Uh, what can you tell us just quickly about uh, your competition in the MFL? Well, I feel the competition is pretty good. It's a lot better than what people may assume. Um, one of our things is that we are taking beer out of beer league. It's no longer that. You know, we're making this a competitive men's league. And I think people are taking note, and I feel that other teams in the league itself is also on board and, and uh, on the same path with that vision. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because certainly in the Atlantic region and the Maritimes more specifically, when you think of football that's played here, you think of Atlantic University sport as being the highest level. However, you're absolutely right. The Maritime Football League is a very high level of football. A lot of guys that have played at very high levels, yourself uh, is a prime example of that. And another sport, but an example that I would use is the National Basketball League of Canada. It's a professional league that has teams down here in Atlantic Canada, and maybe a lot of folks that aren't aware of it don't realize just how good the league is, just how good the players are. For fans of the Maritime, or for fans of football, I should say, that may be not overly aware of the Maritime Football League and what it's all about, maybe just carry on that thought about the quality of play and some of the players and even coaches that are involved in the league. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, this is a, another reason why the Harbor Hawks came into existence. I mean, football is pretty much the only sport that is tied to an academic institution, meaning you have to be in high school or you have to be in university to play football, at least in Atlantic Canada. And if you're not doing either one of those, you're not playing football. So we needed an avenue and needed to create an opportunity for guys to play football, you know, outside of those, those realms. Um, very similar to out West and in Ontario with their men's league and their, you know, uh, varsity leagues that they have, there needed to be something out this way in the Atlantic region to help develop players and not just players, but also coaches. We have the majority of our staff is women, women that are in football are our head coaches, a woman, uh, Shannon, we have our athletic trainer and DB coach. We have a conduct coach, um, and, and skill development coach. It's also a lady, uh, our team manager is a lady, our media personnel as a lady. Um, so again, it's not just guys that, that want to be involved in being, be doing something with football, it's ladies as well. But when you get into the quality of the game, um, it was mentioned by uh, a pretty high representative of uh, football in Nova Scotia at our recent game or our last game this past Saturday that came out and said, wow, I was shocked at the level of competition. I thought it was going to be just a quote unquote beer league game. And I was shocked at how it was run, how organized it was, and the quality of football. Um, again, yeah, it's not professional. We're, we're not being paid. Um, it's not the CFL, obviously. But I think it's very comparable to the university level 
uh, or even the college level that you have there with like Dalhousie and some of the other schools in this area. And, you know, uh, I've got a, a connection to the Maritime Football League from a few years back. You and I were chatting just before uh, we came on this uh, this episode live, but my nephew, Mike Squires, uh, played with you, actually, it turns out, with the Dartmouth Knights a number of years ago, and and Mike went on to have a really good uh, a collegiate career, uh, was a two-time All-Canadian with Acadia, now coaches on the Acadia Axman in Atlanta University Sport, but... You know, there's just two examples, yourself and Mike, of two really high-quality, high-level ball players that played in this league. So really, Micah, you know, it, it's a chance for football fans to come out and to see some current and former high-level talent play. Uh, maybe before we move on and talk about your first game, you know, uh, I'll give you a chance to do a real quick sales pitch, uh, other than what you've said so far, but just to encourage fans, you know, to come out and to watch the games live. Yeah, I mean, this is a great time to come out and watch football in the summer. Sit in the, sit in the sun, have your tank top on, catch a tan, grab a beer at the Gore's Book, and watch some high-quality football. And you play your games at Husky Stadium, uh, the home of the St. Mary's Huskies in Atlantic University Sport. You mentioned the Gore's Brook. Maybe just yep. quickly, because I see lots of the great stuff that you promote on Facebook, the events for your home games. But maybe just a little bit, if you could, about what fans can expect on game day, whether it's, you know... Uh, a barbecue, as you said, and, and for freshmen's entertainment. But what's kind of the game day experience like besides the fact that there's some great football between the lines? Oh, man. I mean, it's a it's a huge community involvement. I mean, we have so many sponsors. They come to the game. We have their uh, their stuff there. It's an event. It's, it's not just coming and watching, again, this beer league game. No, you're coming to, to an event, and obviously we're the main attraction, but there's going to be a lot of things there. Kids are more than welcome. Kids are welcome at the Gorsebrook as well. There's foods, there's drinks, there's refreshments. Um, you know, and each game day we'll be adding something. There will be something added until we get to that point where it's like, you know, the best of the best because that's what we're doing. We are creating the best environment possible, not only for our players and our staff and the organization, but also for our fans and our supporters. We want them to have the best experience that they can have. Well, maybe I'm a little little biased, but uh, I'm a sports fan to begin with, but love football. And there's just something about that whole game day experience on a football day when you go and you you know you see the guys or you see the players uh, warming up and and you hear the pads hitting one another, you you smell the food, and then you get to watch the game. And as you said, you know you're outside, and typically it's pretty good weather, and, and you're enjoying the sunshine. <clears throat> Pardon me. So again. Yep. It sounds like a really great fan experience. And for the first game at home last weekend, a great result for the Harbor Hawks. As you were at home, took on the Island Mariners, a 39-9 victory, so a, a pretty comfortable win there. But maybe just some thoughts and a quick recap of that opening week game. Yeah, I mean, we put in, a, obviously, a lot of work. I'm, I'm sure other teams do as well. But, you know, we, we make sure that we work efficiently. You know, we don't do more work than that's needed. Um, we plan and script everything. Everything's done to a T. Everything's on schedule. The way practices run, are it's run like a professional organization. Um, again, for the players, I want this to be as close to a university or professional environment as they're going to be in. And then um, that comes from everything. We want to make sure we kill any excuse that they may have. We have the best uniforms. We have the best website. We have the best media. We have the Best of the best for our players, our staff, this organization, and our fans. So 
that carries over into how we play. We want to be the best, and we will be the best. Um, obviously, we respect all of our competition and all of our teams, but, you know, this is something, this is our mindset. You know, this is how we attack everything. And this is how we got to where we are and are going where we're going. And something else, you know, there's so much that goes into putting a team, uh, in this case, on the field that maybe you don't think about. But I got to say, your uh, uniforms, they are pretty sharp. The color uh, combination, excellent. The helmets are looking sharp. Who was behind the uh, the picking out of the uniforms, the uh, the team colors, the logo, all of that? Because uh, pretty good, I'd have to say. Yeah, it was a collaboration. We had a couple guys with us uh, at the beginning that, you know, help form the the, the logo. Um, we outsourced the the provider for the logo, who actually manufactured the logo. Um, Battle X manufactures uniforms, um, so we got the uniforms through Battle X, and yeah, I mean it's again we want to create the best that we can for our players, our staff, the organization, the fans, everybody involved, um, and every detail is there. There's nothing that's overturned. Taking a look uh, at the roster, and again, I would encourage fans to go check out the uh, Maritime Football League website. All of the teams are there, and you can link to the schedules, the results, the player rosters, and so on. But looking at your player roster in particular, one of the things that you notice is typically with uh, certain football programs, especially at a higher collegiate level or certainly a pro level, you've got rosters of 50 or 60 guys, and then you got your game day roster. Obviously, at this level, hard to come up with that many people to be available on a game day. So what you end up is kind of a little bit of a throwback to what they used to call Ironman football, to use that term. But a lot of Absolutely. players play multiple positions. So maybe just a word about uh, some of the guys on your roster, maybe some of the places that they've played, and uh, you know some of the key performers. Yes, it's a team game and everybody's important, but maybe what you feel are some real key performers for this Harbor Hawks team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is something, again, that we make sure that we are developing players. Guys aren't just coming here and just playing. They are actually learning. So we have guys coming in that are, quote-unquote, receivers and haven't played defensive back or whatever the case is in any position, and we're teaching them how to play receiver and the ins and outs of that position and offensive line and running back and defensive back and safety and linebacker. And we go through, and obviously 10-man football is a bit different than the 12-man game, um, but, again, we're teaching football. You know, we're teaching football-specific and position-specific, you know, skills and drills, um, the understanding, the progressions that they need to go through uh, to make an overall and a better uh, football player, which will obviously, in the end result, make a better football team. So, you know, in the way our schemes are, um, they're very versatile. We don't have guys that are typically set in a, in a you know, specific position. Uh, for example, we have a guy uh, – Manuel Fisher, who's from Germany, uh, he's a tight end. And in this game, he played. He was out wide at the number one receiver and had three touchdowns. You know, we had uh, a couple guys. We have, you know, a guy that was a linebacker that ended up playing running back for us and carried the load and had a touchdown himself, you know. Uh, we had a, a guy that played at Mount A and he was a defensive lineman and he's playing linebacker for us and running back, and slot receiver. And, I mean, the list goes on and on. And, I mean, we have guys coming from Carlton. We have guys from uh, Western. We have guys from Mount A, St. of X, uh, St. Mary's. I mean, you name it, we, we have 
the university level guys. We have some guys from the, the college level with Dalhousie and Holland College. Um, we have some guys from high school. We have some guys that have never played football a day in their life. And they want to come out and they want to learn and be a part of the team. So, you know, we're rolling with who we have and we're developing and teaching the game of football to, to the guys that are on the team now. Um, it is a smaller roster, but we're okay with that because the guys that we have are committed. Um, and we're at the point now where we've started to um, decline new players for this season. You know, we feel that the chemistry that we have with our staff and the players is where we want it to be and where we need it to be to be successful and we don't want to disrupt that. So, you know, having, you know, a, a roster of 50 to 60 players uh, can mean nothing, you know? Um, so we're grinding with who we have and we're going to go with who we have to, to win these ball games. Well, it's kind of interesting when you mentioned uh, about that one player in particular, Manuel Fisher, you know, defensive back and then playing wide out. There was a couple of examples uh, this year, both at the NFL and the CFL level, where defensive backs actually played some wide out and vice versa. And I think a lot of times players actually like being able to play both sides of the ball and get a taste of the other side, if you will. How much are you getting the reaction from some of these players that, hey, this is great. I'm getting to play offense, defense. I'm getting to play some other positions. And as you said, they're getting to learn a lot of different facets of the game. How much are the players kind of biting in and really enjoying that? Oh, they're all bought in. I think they love it until the point where they get tired and they need to tap out <laughs> and they get gassed a bit. But other than that, I mean, the feedback is, is amazing. I mean, guys are, you know, I, I have a guy on the team, he's 33 years old, and he comes to me almost after every practice. And he's like, you know, I learn something every time I come to practice. And that's a really good feeling. You know, and this is a guy who's played uh, on Team Canada. And he's played on Team Canada, the national team for flag football as well. So, I mean, for him to come back and say he's learning something every practice is actually pretty amazing. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And you mentioned uh, 10 player uh, as opposed to 12. Are there any other tweaks or any other subtle differences between what fans in this region might be used to from the Canadian game uh, that is played in the NFL that you can think of off the top of your head? Um, for the Canadian game, it, it's relatively similar. I mean, you drop two offensive linemen, so you have a three-man line. Um, for the most part, the, the rest of the rules are, are pretty much the same as far as from a view standpoint. And trying to compare it to, like, the American game, it's two completely different games. It's not comparable. And in your first game, you put up uh, a solid offensive look. But overall, if no one had seen your team and no one knew anything about the Harbor Hawks, how would you describe the Harbor Hawks team identity? What kind of team are you? We're lit all the time. All the time. Offense, defense, special teams, we're just out there having fun, playing football. So that brings us to the next game. You're making the trip up to uh, New Brunswick. Moncton. Yeah. To Moncton, yeah, taking on uh, the Mustangs. What can you tell us about your preparations for that game and what you expect from the Mustangs on Saturday? Uh, Moncton is a football team, and obviously they're going to be there and ready to play. So we got to bring everything we have. So we've been preparing that way. We've done everything that we felt we needed to do to put us in a situation to be successful against Moncton. And, you know, around 7 o'clock tomorrow evening, I guess we'll find out the result of that. Well, it's going to be exciting as well because I know that uh, fans – are going to be able, I believe, to watch that online uh, through Rogers Television, Rogers TV covering that. Uh, so that's, that's 
that's pretty exciting. So in terms of preparation, uh, when do you head up to Moncton and uh, when do you hope to arrive at the field and, and hit the field for warm-ups and, and your pregame reps and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. We'll be there two hours prior to the game. We'll hit the field an hour before. And uh, and then after that hour, you know, 4 o'clock kickoff, it's time to go. And for fans that uh, are listening to this either live or listening to the archive afterwards, in terms of a website, Facebook page, other social media, things of that nature, how can fans find out not only about the league, Micah, but certainly about the Harbor Hawks in particular? Yep. It's go to uh, HalifaxHarborHawks.com, and you'll find any and all information you need to, to contact us, to follow all of our social media links, uh, our sponsors, our supporters, our players, and their social tags. Uh, everything's there. That's going to be your hub, HalifaxHarborHawks.com. Well, I would definitely encourage uh, the avid football fan and the casual football fan and sports fan alike to go check that out. Well, listen, Micah, this has been a lot of fun. Really excited to have this partnership with you and with the Harbor Hawks to have this Harbor Hawks Squawk Talk. It's going to be great. We're going to be doing this on a regular basis, game recaps, looking ahead to future games, uh, looking at some of the statistics, doing player profiles and things of that nature. And uh, I'm really excited to get this going and to be able to follow the Harbor Hawks all season long. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate you and what you're doing for us and for the football community out here. And uh, thank you again. Not a problem at all, Mike. And before we sign off, my friend, I will leave the floor to you for any last thoughts or comments that you want to make about the team and about uh, what's coming up in the near future. Yeah. I mean, just stay tuned. We have a lot of exciting news. We have a lot of exciting things that's going to happen. So just follow us, HalifaxHarborHawks.com. Come out to the games uh, on Saturdays, 1 o'clock at St. Mary's, and come watch some exciting football. Come meet the players, uh, learn more about the players, the staff, the organization as a whole. And uh, Again, stay tuned. Micah, this has been a lot of fun, my friend. Safe travels tomorrow, and best of luck in Moncton. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Been a pleasure. That's Micah Brown. He's with the Halifax HarborHawks, a new addition to the Maritime Football League. Again, I would encourage you to visit the Maritime Football League online as well as the HalifaxHarborHawks.com for all of the information about the league and about the team. And again, we here at Big Game Sports Radio are going to be following the Harbor Hawks all season long. And as Micah said, stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. Until next time, friends, I'm Scott Squires, and this has been the Harbor Hawks Squawk Talk. Until next time, remember, if you can't take part in sport, Be a good one anyway. Bye for now.